So this weekend on WGT, guys, the Ho Ho Hole in One Challenge, I promise I'd not name this, at Aaron Hills Golf Course. This weekend on WGT, if you are not a part of the WGT community, what are you guys waiting for? Download the game from dnvrgolf.com, search for the DNVR4 Country Club, and then once you play in this weekend's tournament, screenshot your scorecard, send it to us on Twitter, reply to the pinned tweet on the DNVR underscore sports account, or you can email it to us at info at the DNVR.com to be entered into our weekly drawing for an awesome DNVR prize. WGT is an awesome game. Even if you're not playing in one of our tournaments, you can play against 20 million people online. And on the weekends, compete against myself, Adam, Vote, D-Line, the rest of the DNVR community. So check it out today. Download WGT from dnvrgolf.com. Search for the DNVR4 Country Club. Gets me 100% of the time. You can call me Faku. You can call me Faku. So good. So good. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Matez. The day of the season, basketball New Year. It is right now, which is a little weird because New Year's is like next week, so it's a little confusing. Usually, yeah. I say, usually I call first day basketball Christmas, but that that's also confusing. But uh, it's very muddled. Yeah, <laughs> it's very muddled. But it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm Adam Matez. I'm joined by the Peloton Prince himself, the handsome one, it's Harrison Wynn. Shout out Super Producer Kale for that. Shout intro, out, man. That got me hyped. That got me hyped. Yeah, for sure. Um, also hyped is the man who's wearing my mother-in-law's drapes as a shirt. It's Brennan Vote. That's a bad take. This is a great shirt. Yeah, it is a great shirt. I like the it shirt, was, Brennan. I like it's it. a much better shirt than it was drapes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw him. I'm just glad you took the plastic off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got the artist himself. You know him as Eric. His name is D-Line Co. That's right. That's why none of you uh, understand me. Or we, we don't relate well. It's because I'm like an artist you. and I'm, I'm more esoteric than <laughs> You can probably handle his first compliment. I, I usually I just bully him at the intro. I gave him one compliment. And I, <laughs> I regret really, it. A, really regret it. A simple description of what I literally do for a job is a compliment. In your world. <laughs> <laughs> There's several graphic designers, I'm sure, who are not artists. It's yeah, well, I, I do more than that. You know what? Uh, thanks, Adam. <laughs> Forgot to say <laughs> last time I tried, guys about you but i just i woke up feeling so good i i'm just i'm so excited i'm so optimistic and i know every the first day of the season everybody's optimistic and also and you should be like this idea that you should just be this debbie downer at all times and like no if, if there's one day like if even the haters the lovers we all come together for one day that's it's right. opening day let's all be like you know what Anything's possible, and that's how I woke up today. I, I woke up feeling absolutely fantastic. I I see you nodding your head. Vote. Well, Knicks fans find a way to do it every year, right? Like opening <laughs> night, every team feels like let's do it. And if and to your point, especially so if you're a Denver Nuggets fan right now, will they win a title? Maybe not. Are they in it from the jump? Yes, and that's fun as hell. Yeah, no doubt. Like I, I can't. Like I. Like why? Why? Why be so miserable in this world? Let's at least pretend. Give us the the one day. Yeah, even Knicks fans can dare to dream. I I, I grant this to you, Knicks fans. Dare to dream, I, and then I, tomorrow you can get come back crashing to reality. <laughs> I wish I could find that Ivergoat 
guy that tweeted out the Harden thing and just like slap him because I mean here we are, thirty hours later and we're still getting these like you know right. that guy has these no things right here. What he did to our yeah. world? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that guy just nonstop. We're getting people asking about this. We've mentioned it a million times, but you guys look, Denver might trade for James Harden. They're not going to give up Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, and I'd be surprised if they even got involved in it. I just don't think that that's in the cards for them. But if a team made a call about one of the ten best players in the NBA, that's not a shocker, guys. Like, you have to understand, the teams call each other every single day. Just sometimes they get leaked to reporters, and usually when they get leaked, it's for a reason to instigate it. But there's no way Tim Conley or anybody. Leaked it to Ivergoat. Like that's just that's the thing that we have to know. Like that's not Ivergoat, where the rumor came from. Woj what if he is Shand. Tim Conley? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come so, from Woj Shand or Singer or Wind. Like at, at a certain point, you've gone through the whole filter here. It's well, probably is, not well, legit. What people were saying is Windhorse did write in an article that the Nuggets had had discussions or they had had talks about. James Harden. They were one of the teams that he wrote an article. Windhorse, obviously a very reliable source. So did the Nuggets talk about it? Yeah, I'm sure they like bantered about the idea. Like it's probably just fun for them to talk about James Harden, just like it's for us to talk about James Harden. You know, he, 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 you know, we like talking about the guy. But did they have any like real trade conversations? I don't know. The positive five yeah. vibes are absolutely flowing with, with this team. That was the only negative vibe that that I've gotten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, it, is this one of these like classic examples of us like way overvaluing our guys like yeah, and we sure. just don't like like, <laughs> we don't like, like the, the, that deal we're like oh man now the vibes would be right back down to zero except for that we would win a title and that would the thing is every, right fan, every fan base feels that way and i think it says something about you know both right. Harden and fans which is not all of them want the mercenary route like i think brooklyn now you've got KD. Now you've got Kyrie. That's an organization that will take the stars. That base would probably be thrilled to bring in James Harden. But most folks are are not stoked to bring in a mercenary. The last place he was, the entire organization was bent to his will. You know, if, especially if that means sending organic sort of we don't skip steps type of players out the door. So it's not really just about Harden's value. It's can I, about, can like, I say something though? Can I interject here? One reason I don't want to talk about this is one, I don't think it's very likely, but two, like we are on the opening day of the NBA and so much of NBA discourse, which we want to break is about this, what I would call bullshit. Just this like, oh, James Harden could go anywhere. Like, I don't want, I just don't want to talk about, we could talk about this stuff in July or August when there's nothing else to talk about. Like that's the time for those conversations. But right now the NBA season is getting started and I want to make some predictions. I want to have some fun. So I agree. I just think it's cool that every fan base is sort of like that. Oh, like, totally. Get that stuff away from me right now. I'm ready to start the season. I wasn't going at you for that. Sure. I'm, I was sure. just going at the whole idea He's of like, this is what, it feels like this is what we're supposed to talk about today. And I'm like, no, it's not what right, we're supposed right. to. We're supposed to talk about basketball and right. that's, that's what's happening. Um, so today's show, largely we're going to be about predictions for the season. Um, you know, some off the wall ones a little bit, some different things uh, that we think are going to happen and just kind of frame the, the, the season that way. But first, let's talk about the, um, oh, by the way, I see David East here, guys. You Check out what we just tweeted out from the DVR Nuggets account. Really cool way to like predict the season. For sure. um, you, you know, what you think the perfect season would be. It's a little $15 game. It's really cool. He, he designed this entire like app slash website. I don't really understand the difference, but it's really easy to use. Um, before we get into our predictions, though, Harrison, tell me about media availability today, because I know Malone spoke. I know Jokic spoke. I know Composure spoke. Yeah. 
Uh, my favorite quote that uh, came out of Malone's mouth, and a lot of people quote tweeting me on Twitter, and I'm seeing this uh, being a rumble, that he was throwing shade at the Rockets and uh, sending a message. He, I don't know if he was doing this. I doubt he was doing this. Sending a message to Nuggets management that he does not want them to trade for James Harden. I don't know if you uh, can share the quote here, Kale, or, or bring it up on, on the screen or second screen it. I don't know, whatever you need to do. Um, Michael Malone saying today, quote, there's plenty of teams that are dysfunctional that don't get along. They have star players that are fighting for the limelight. We don't have that. Again, that starts with Nicola being selfless is a part of our culture. We have a lot of guys that live by that. So uh, that's opposite of the James Harden ethos. I I thought that was a notable quote. It is notable, but it's also companies take their cue from the people at the top or person at the top and you see this like relationships or families whatever else the whoever has the like the voice of everybody or the attention of everybody sets the tone and and everybody kind of falls in line with that and i think Jokic, one of the number one things about him being the guy is we laugh about it. He doesn't care if he leads the team in points. He doesn't. He has this idea of how the team should play the right way, and everybody gets in line. He's very quick to give other praise. He doesn't want the limelight. He's not out at the strip club, you know, seven times a week doing this or that. Like he has set the tone for the Nuggets, and um, that's why the Harden thing is such a funny thing. Is Harden's a great, great player, but where was he last night? TMZ has videos again of him at another strip club again last night after throwing a ball at a teammate, like. Those types of things really do matter. And obviously those are huge extremes, but even the like everything in the middle there, like I think Jokic is as much of an outlier as James Harden is an outlier in terms of yeah. being your cornerstone guy, only in the good way. So that stuff can't be understated. And I think when we talk about Michael Porter this year, might start the season off of the bench. So far, he that seems like he is a, a something he's agreed to. Maybe he wouldn't have agreed to that if the culture in Denver wasn't the same, and maybe the culture wouldn't be the same if they had a different star at the top. Right. That's why we're so lucky. I mean, it, it starts with Jokic. He set the tone for everybody, and it's a huge part of why this Nuggets team is the way they are. But we got to that quote today because, and we've talked about this on the show, there's a lot of chatter about Yoke stepping into more of a leadership role, being more vocal, uh, being just this lead-by-example guy, and even using his voice more. Uh, he was asked kind of why he started speaking out more this year. And P.J. Dozier actually revealed that at the Nuggets team dinner during training camp, Yoke's kind of message was he's going to be more of a leader. Uh, He's going to kind of step up in that aspect more. And Yoke said today, quote, I see the good players had that mentality, the focus on helping others, talking to them, talking in the huddle, talking to them individually uh, just to help them out like in any way possible. So this seems like a super real thing. Are we kidding? Are we kidding? It's a great quote. I can't believe that. I'm, I'm looking at the reactions of Eric and, and vote here for the. the, the are, isn't this Eric? This is well, exciting, I, though. I, I just wanted to like. I, I assume that there was a follow up question where you asked him specifically about his tarot card reading, where it was told <laughs> to him in no uncertain terms that he's supposed to allow the team around him to sort of rise up. I mean, I right. I love this in a vacuum, but I I, I can't help but. <laughs> Think about what the cosmos has told us. I mean, I'm not too surprised. We've talked about this a lot, that the yoke timeline, you know, we really have to bake in this sort of bumper period for this is a person from a different culture. And then I think like all the steps that come before 
being ready to be the leader of an NBA organization. Now you throw an additional set of steps of just acclimating to the United States of America that he's maybe a few years or two to three years behind what someone would hope on an ideal timeline. Is it that surprising? No. So it's right in line with what Adam's been saying, what we've been saying, seeing since about this time last year, Yoke is more about this life than we give him credit for. And then the video game t-shirts would imply <laughs> yeah, I'm, like to that point, like I've actually thought about this. I, I, like, I wonder if the general culture of the NBA is set to make a major shift where, uh, you know, like what we have currently and, you know, what we've had in the past is just sort of like built off of that star worship that David Stern sort of brought in to the, to the league. And we have totally. guys that feel like they are bigger than the league. And we have, you know, all of this stuff where then you bring in guys that are unencumbered by this attitude and this like feeling that they are just adopting when they get to the league. Uh, I, I just feel like, um, you know, if you're talking about uh, Luca, you're talking about like all of these top players that come in and don't act in the city. They don't act like James Harden. Act. They don't, they don't act, uh, in a weird sort of selfish entitled way. And so like, I, I really hope that that brings a full culture change on. Like I, I just have so much hope for the NBA. He wants his, the first comp yoke ever gave himself, right? Like was Tim Duncan, right? He said he wanted to be yeah. the Tim Duncan of the nuggets. And so that's, this is all music to nuggets fans ears so far. Yeah. I do. I do like this comment here. Were you Did you have something wind? No, go ahead. Uh, uh, I do like this comment here because uh, we're all making bold predictions. You know, it's the theme of the show, and um, it's bold to say the Nuggets will be the you know the one seed. It's bold to say they won a championship, but not everybody is as bold as my guy uh, JB Valdez here. The dynasty, dynasty. begins. That's <laughs> so, the Nuggets, right. They're not just winning the championship this year, guys. This is the start of the multi-year run, which again. I guess on the table, but it's very bold, very bold, very bold to come up to lead with that. Is it? Are the Nuggets unfair? Do we need to break them up for a parody? <laughs> have they ruined the league? Have they, have they ruined the league? league. <laughs> yeah. they I always think about um, Dirk, and we had that comment up on the screen a couple minutes ago when thinking about Yoke's career arc and his leadership. And if you talk to people who cover Dirk and who are around those Dallas teams early in his career – you hear a lot of things similar to how Jokic was his first couple of years, you know, more of an introvert, uh, not really willing to use his voice. And, you know, once Dirk, it seems like got comfortable in American culture and, you know, was in the league five, six, seven years, a whole different side of him started to come out. And um, I think that's what we're getting with Yoke. I, I really do. He's kind of entering that next chapter. Yeah, yeah. I, I shared you this with you guys on Slack earlier today, but the, the trajectory of Nikola Jokic and the trajectory of uh, Novak Djokovic are very analogous. Yeah. They're very similar. Like, uh, we've talked about it before, but Jokovic, when he was early on in his career, was like, seen as like really petulant and he would throw fits on the court he would like now come to learn yeah he would like bat, but he it was even more so than he not like he, right. was, just, he, was, he was straight up childish like he would uh argue calls and he would got even in a couple tournaments he got ejected for you know bad behavior and then he really heavily heavily focused on his uh, nutrition and his physique and he got to become just like elite in that department and now he's the number one player he's been the number one player for six years like and his uh, his reign of terror has begun and so i that's that's what i'll accept nothing left less for Nikola Jokic. he had to harness that dragon inside him yeah, and, totally. and, you know with discipline and yeah i mean honestly though like these the creative types in my experience usually are the ones that maybe 
least appreciate discipline until their creativity only, you know, it stops to bring them further. Once you kind of hit a wall and it's like, well, okay, now I need to like learn these other lessons about it. And I think Jokic has absolutely hit that wall and, and learned from that. And, and, and is, that's part of what we're seeing this new, new yoke, new skinny, disciplined leadership. Like, you know, it wasn't comfortable for him to stand up and give a speech and tell everybody I'm going to be a leader. He, hated that. he probably hated it. Yeah, sure. He hated it, but it's like a, a recognition of, okay, this is where yeah. I have to go to, to get there. So I love yeah. it. PJ Dozer also said that he's walked into the gym early and seen yoke just off to the side with Bulbul, just, Coaching him up, giving him insight. This feels like guys, fan fiction. Guys, what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so optimistic. Wait till we get to these yeah. predictions. I'm if, so optimistic. If we were writing, if we're writing the book on the Nuggets dynasty, which I'm sure we will in a couple yeah. of years. I, 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 yeah, just get that first chapter started. Just all, all, all the details that we just rest. talked about would be in the book. They, they would be in the book for sure. Yeah. Harrison will write our forward. Our for forward. Us. <laughs> yeah. Chapter one, the curse is lifted. The curse is lifted. Uh, all right, what else, Harrison, from today? Another detail from today, and we've hit on this a little bit, but I just think it's fascinating that this really seems like Denver's definitive plan going to the regular season. Michael Malone doubled down on it today. Jamal Murray is going to guard opposing point guards. He's going to guard his matchup in – what sounds like every single game, at least to start this regular season, that's going to be Denver's default plan. And Michael Malone said it a lot. That's going to be a huge part of Jamal Murray taking the leap is going to be on the defensive end. Do you guys think this is a plan that can hold up for an entire season? I I don't – I mean, maybe in a season. Yeah, actually. I, look, he can't be – what do you want to go with, like Patrick Beverly out there? Uh, but and then look in the playoffs, you're also going to look to Gary Harris to guard the Damian Lillard's of the world. But you don't want to have to hide Jamal. And if he's stuck on a Jordan Clarkson or Rodney Hood, you want to feel like you're comfortable. And also, we often talk about matchups in playoff basketball, but throughout the course of four quarters, you there's a lot of switching, transition, picking up guys. You just got to be ready. So we saw Jamal look a lot better in the postseason last year. I like Malone at least saying that, even if it's not the plan every single night. Because you do want to turn that corner with Jamal, where you feel like you hide him. I'm more optimistic. I think they've turned the. I think he's turned the corner. I think Jamal's a good defender, and I think, you know, there's there's two boxes you can put players into the like great offensive player, but always has to be hidden a little bit on defense, or guys that are just great two way players, and those players get the special status, right? And I think Jamal Murray wants to be in the special status one. Like, he wants that. Not every player does. And some players are perfectly content to be the guy that you just hide, but I'm so good on offense and I get all the accolades. I think Jamal Murray, even Michael Porter, I mean, he told us as much. He Same thing. This is I'm kind of stealing from him where he's talking about he wants to be compared to the greats who are all two-way players. So I think with Jamal... Can he be a great defensive player? I actually think he can. So much about defense, especially from the point guard position, is just about recognition, effort, like knowing it's up here, right? It's not necessarily about any any like specific tools. So I think Jamal Murray can be, and I love that that is part of the plan this year to kind of force him to be a, a great defender. You know what I'm like really looking for with Jamal this year is that like whenever he his play rises a certain level, it always like kind of trails off because he gets hurt or he gets tired right and mm. locking defensively i believe uh actually like aided to the demise of his of his rise a little bit in the bubble like early on he was just hot hot fire and it's not like he, he didn't like get cooled off completely but 
his, you know, after he got hurtled by, uh, uh, who was it? The, the, the Aussie on the jazz nailed him in the, in the leg. Anyway, look, yeah, it's, but as soon as he gets, it was jingles. As soon as he gets uh, hurt or tired, like he starts to, to trail off. So I, I wonder if he is capable uh, of keeping up that in defensive intensity for long periods of time. What I think Malone's referencing here, though, isn't like, is he going to have playoff intensity for 80, right. 72 games? I think it's more about like, are we going to say, oh, all right, Murray, we got to move you to the three tonight right. defensively. Right. Like, I just don't think they're going to do that. If if the other team's best player is a point guard, okay, Murray, you're on him, and we have yeah, Murray yeah. here if need be. I think that it's more of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my point is he's absolutely capable of guarding any player in the league. We watched him guard both LeBron James and uh, Kawhi Leonard with you know, some decent success. It's just once he got tired, he, he couldn't quite do it to that level. So, Look, it's yeah. an, he, he once struggled to contain Rodney Hood in the post, totally. and I thought at times he was doing all right with Kawhi. So that's improvement, and you want to feel like he can do the former for sure. Yeah. Well, um, what I like about it is you know a part of this is coming from Jamal and saying, I want that matchup. Right. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to be shoved off onto the weaker guard or, or the weaker of the one through three guys that we're going up against. I want a guard. Uh, my matchup. So I, I really like that about th- this choice. I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, though, if there are games when Gary Harris is guarding Steph Curry or did Gary Harris is guarding Damian Lillard, because like if the Nuggets need, need Jamal to be that you know num- n- number two option or they needed him to take on a really heavy offensive load, you're going to get tired chasing Steph Curry around the court for, uh, you know, 35 minutes. You're going to get tired guarding Damian Lillard every step that he takes in the front court. So I I really like that Jamal wants this responsibility, but I'm willing to cut him a little slack, I guess. I'm willing to cut him a little slack if he can't take on that defensive assignment every night. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I like it. We're going to find out. We're going to find out really, really quickly. Um, let's take a break. On the other side, though, we're going to start getting into our predictions. And I see people already in the comment section sending us their predictions. I like it. Uh, I want you to play along. As we make ours, let us know. You agree, disagree, yeah. and then also just kind of share your predictions. But first, let's take our first break. First of all, guys, make sure to hit up Breck Brew and get some Mile High City Copper Lager for the season. Pick it up it's for back. the season. Make sure you've got some back to the tomorrow America. night. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Nuggets taking on the Sacramento Kings. Um, all right, I'll, I'll wait for a prediction section throughout my prediction for tomorrow. But, yeah, make sure you have some Mile High City Copper Lager uh, for this for this opener tomorrow and uh, throughout the whole season as well. Pick it up from Breck Brew. Pick it up from the farmhouse where they have a nice skating rink. They have a tubing hill. Pick it up from your local liquor store as well. Also, before I get into the DraftKings Sportsbook read, um, we have a members-only deal uh, going on with with DraftKings right now. Free money. An incredible deal. An incredible deal for for DNVR members. Free money. Um, Members, I believe, got an email uh, with instructions on how to take advantage of that offer. I've already taken advantage of it. I know some of you guys have as well. So I'm just the... uh, the positives about becoming a DNBR member are endless. Yeah, there it is. Deal of the week. Right there. Courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Check your email if you're a member. You can find out how to take advantage of it. Uh, also, the 2021 basketball season is obviously here. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app has rolled out another one of their camp that's offers. 
Try DraftKings Sportsbook is easy. So what are you guys waiting for to celebrate the return of basketball? DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. All you have to do oh, is wow. bet $1 on any featured new, matchup It's a this new week. deal. New great deal. And if your team wins, you your cash... And if your team wins, you get a cool, crisp $100 just for new users on DraftKings. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into some predictions, guys. Um, and like I said, I'm feeling optimistic. I can get I can, I can tip things off here. This one, this one not as spicy as – some people are going to say, well, that's not even that spicy. But it is spicy when you factor in all the things, the random stuff that could happen. My first one. Nuggets going to have a top three offense this year. Top three. The mild. Kale's going to rate these spices for us. They were fifth last year. First of all, they were fifth last year, so this is actually is spicy. Kale doesn't – I'm sure he is not quite fully aware of some of the <laughs> metrics about it. You know, he's, he's you know – but well, uh, I, I had them as the top offense in the league. So I had them as the top <laughs> offense in the league as well. Let's go. I love it. Way spicier. Way spicier. Well, what, the only thing with number one is you never know. You know, like the ball bounces a few ways, guys get injured, whatever. But I just think they're going to be great. You guys seem to think they're going to be even more incredible. Um, how much of this, uh, Harrison, is we just got done watching the Portland series, their pre preseason series, and they look like the Globetrotters? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it plays a uh, little bit of a role for sure. For sure. Uh, but I, I have just felt like, and I felt like this for really the entire off season, just looking back on what this team did last year, this team is kind of like a sleeping giant on the offensive end. And they were still fifth in offense last year. Just with the talent, like with, with Jokic as the hub of everything with these playmakers, and then you couple that with kind of some of the changes in philosophy and stuff that Nuggets have talked about this preseason. There's still a lot of room to grow there. And I think that's a big part of where the jump could come with this team this year. Yeah, I'm buying in on those those play style changes just between the personnel, between what we saw in the preseason, what, what Malone told us, and then specifically what he told us in practice today about that sort of spectrum, or not today, but recently about that spectrum scoring system. Um I'm buying it. I think the reason why it seems like this offense has been unlocked, yeah, it's still Murray and Yoke at the top, but it's been a lot of two-man game and a lot of other guys getting involved where and when they can. I think, maybe I just hope, we're going to see a much healthier half-court offense this season. Yeah, they, I, it, I mean, it is fun. <laughs> I love that we have already allowed ourselves to, to say that a top three offense is a mild thing. I mean, <laughs> Harrison, no, Harrison said they were going to be the greatest offense in the history of the NBA. If I remember. <laughs> That's true. He did get very spicy. <laughs> he did slip that in there really quick. <laughs> the spiciest possible thing. Watch this. I'm telling you, if they go out and do it, Harrison's going to have the ultimate victory lap. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, uh, I mean. It's going to be at ESPN like, next year. Yeah, I, I, I got to think their their pace is going to go up and they're, you know, if they just play the same way they did, plus increased pace, that seems like it just is without even any effort that goes uh, goes higher. 
Yeah. I all right. I top three. I still say top three because I'm being realistic. I'm gonna hit all of mine. You guys in the comments are really being <laughs> difficult on me, but I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit these. And I feel like top three is still spicy because they're gonna be really good. Um Brendan, you wanna give lock. us one? If top five's a lock, uh yeah. Okay, this one all right, here's one people wanna hear. We finally a season with some blowouts. Everyone oh. was blown out by bad teams and then barely, you know, squeaking out these crazy, crazy games with the best teams in the league. I think there will be nights where you see the four quarter effort, the close quarter strong. And I think, I think, I think I'm buying this second unit. So yep. more complete games, more blowouts and uh, some earlier nights for the fellows here. Well, we have three preseason games to go off of. One was the first one. The other two were blowouts. So uh, the Nuggets technically are blowing teams out, you know, so far. But I also just buy it the logic of it. Like you said, this bench unit, it looks like it makes sense. Michael Porter's on the bench. It looks like it's going to score. So I don't know. Hartenstein, I'm high on him. Um, what do you think about that one, Wind? I'm with it. I'm with it. And I think this is going to start tomorrow night against the Kings. Um mm. I think they're going to blow a lot of teams out, particularly the bad ones. And yeah, I, I think this team is in a way we'll see how they look in the playoffs, but in a way, I think this team is just fit for the regular season. This, this is like a team that's going to absolutely cook in the regular season. The, the, predictions with nuggets like low floor in the regular season stuff it's very confused i see what might have happened in the playoffs with matchups with grant losing for sure but you know oh denver might fall to six or seven yeah like the other teams are good in the west but denver's still better i i, I don't really understand why that that's happening yeah uh blowout wow what are those is that possible like i'm I, telling I, you man do we, I think... the pelicans come to town on <laughs> they do it to us oh yeah uh I'm yeah it is um I mean, it is funny because we are using our main measuring stick against a Portland team that literally just did, did not have any interest in playing basketball at any level. Like they were just maybe, like so, maybe they were so yeah, inept. Well, it's it true. Like, maybe just maybe that, we stole their will. Maybe we stole their will. But also, like you have to look good, right? Like you can beat up a team that's not totally. playing well, but it looks a little ugly or whatever. But no, Denver also just the ball was popping. Guys were defending like crazy. They were all yeah. over the place. Like everybody had a little twinkle in their eyes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there was yeah. process to it. So. I love this take because last year the Nuggets, I believe, led the NBA in clutch games, meaning games that were decided by five or were within five points or less in the final five minutes. Denver was number one. The fact that their record was so good was large part because they kept winning all those close games. I think they're going to continue. It's funny as I was going back and watching because I've been watching like highlights every night, you know, just like a little last thing or something before bed. I'll, I'll check out some highlights. And there's so many fourth quarters I forgot about last year where it was just like incredible two-man game between Jokic and Murray. Because they did it so often that you remember the big ones, the game winner, this or that. But you forget some of the more subtle ones where it's like, oh, yeah, that was a big shot with two minutes to go. And mm -hmm. I just think Denver in those close games is going to continue to do that. But this year, this just there were so few blowouts last year. And I think this year we might actually get a, a decent amount of blowouts, which is great. Because Denver has some great human victory cigars on their roster, so um, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be great. Human victory. Um, Harrison, what? What's? Uh, give us. Give us a hot take. Oh man, which one should I go with here? Okay, uh, the Nuggets push for the number one seed and get it. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, I do think they will push for it. So uh, and, and my, my thinking here is, like I just said, I think this is a team that's made for the regular season. Um, mm. they're absolutely going to cook on offense in the regular season. And we've seen that you can get by in the regular season with just the passable defense. 
Um, oh. Also, the Nuggets' path to the finals, I think, is getting the one seed and pitting the Lakers and Clippers against each other in the 2-3. Like, that is the dream scenario for Denver. Make those two teams battle it out in the Western Conference semifinals while you get, I don't know, the Suns, the Jazz, whoever else in that, you know, the other portion of the bracket, and then meet them in the Western Conference finals. That's Nuggets' path to the finals, in my opinion. What is push? Mm. What is pushing for it look like, Wind? Um, they want it, so they're yeah. It's yeah. it's just kind of you know, I mean, you're gonna want to rest guys when you need to, um, but you know, at the end of the season, if it comes down to it, you're trying to win games, right? Okay. Yeah. I like it. I don't. I'm not making that bet, but I do like Denver's odds and the like as a regular season, you know, top record or top record in the West. In part, just looking around, like you said, the Lakers, the Clippers, they're always one injury away from like really becoming cautious. If like Kawhi has a tight hamstring in January, like okay, February and March, we might be resting Kawhi a lot because we don't want that hamstring to flare up. So I think there is that stuff with them where it's less so um, for Denver, less likely, I should say, for Denver. But also, man, I'm telling you, I just think this is a great, great. Regular season team. And I think they're a very good playoff team that could be great. But I just think they're a really, really good regular season team that and then on top of that, another thing to factor in here, and I don't know if you guys have this on your on your list, there's no home court advantage this year because fans aren't really allowed in. So the only home court advantage is travel and location, but not crowd intensity. Well, Denver is number one on both of those location well the altitude that's an advantage travel it's the middle of the country you have to fly in the airport so far away so i think denver as a regular season team just going to be so good they also have a head coach who's he could say whatever he wanted to about sort of philosophies but by the second quarter of any given game he's in the same headspace which is how do we win this shit yeah yeah uh eric give us a spicy take Whew. all right well I mean, everybody doesn't think that you're these like what should be very hot takes are hot takes. We're being uh, flamed in the comments for not being hot enough, even though again, wait, we mentioned Harrison said that we'd have the top offense of all time. Um, <laughs> so this doesn't seem like a hot take, but it it kind of is. Like it is a really hot take if you consider the history and everything. I believe that the Nuggets will become a national darling. I believe oh, you will wow. see the Nuggets spoken about. Might and be five, Kel. Yep, there we go. That's a five-pepper take. That the Nuggets will start to be uh, featured on um, networks such as ESPN and other uh, networks that talk about basketball, um, and not just as um, you know, sort of a, a punching bag. Yeah, chum. yeah. Like I think that I, I really think that uh, Nikola Jokic is going to win over the national crowd and be- make the Nuggets a national part. A darling. That's what I said. I like it. That's not bad. Right. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a full five peppers. <laughs> I got a because I don't know if I. Uh, you know what? I could see it happening. Like Murray won people over already. Jokic is like the, people have always just not liked his weight or whatever. But I'm telling you, Jokic, Jokic might actually dunk on some people this year. Or just have some dunks. Like I do see them being more popular, and if they're a one seed. I don't know that they would get the Atlanta Hawks treatment this year, right? In years past, I've they been might. Thinking about that Hawks comparison a lot lately. Not yes, but in the, terms difference, of what the difference was that playoffs. Denver already ups. But Denver in the playoffs has already beaten one team that people thought they could never beat, right? In the Clippers, and and so I, I just feel like they've already had the moment where people are like, "Well, we have to respect these guys." 
I think it has to be Jamal Murray All Star Season MPJ Most Improved Player for that. Yeah, that no, those guys are marketable in like. Unfortunately, you have to explain Jokic to some people, but you don't have to explain those guys. I think to thirteen-year-old kids. I'm telling you, you, don't even anymore though. You don't yeah. have to explain Jokic anymore. You're he's, probably right he's, about he's that. It's it. definitely getting there. Yep. I've got um, one. Unless I'm cutting the line. Go for it. Uh, Jamal Murray dropped fifty on Kyrie Irving in the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, <laughs> out. A lot of Brooklyn. I see some of this in the comment section too. A lot of people thinking that Brooklyn matchup, like Denver, is going to be motivated. You think there's extra motivation there? No, I just think it's going to be a beautiful full circle. I think if Kyrie, if if Jamal looks up and he's got forty, and there's ten minutes left to play, and it's the dude who punted his forty-eight ball, <laughs> I'm thinking there's fire in his eyes, and he goes for fifty. I think we're going, we're going full flat circle. Yep. All right. Boo. <laughs> I just choked. I'm uh, glad you were, that, that's called instant karma. It's, it was instant karma. <laughs> All right. I've got another one. And people are going to tell me this isn't spicy. Maybe I'll make it more spicy. Nuggets are going to have a top 10 defense Ooh. this year. Top 10 what? defense. They were 16th last year, according to Cleaning the Glass. Which I, I think three you know, for me. I mean, that's a four or five for me. <laughs> So they it's lose. spicy. It's spicy, but I could see it. It's spicy. They lost. They lost Kyrie Irving. Or, I'm sorry. They lost Tory Craig. They lost Tory Craig. Damn it. You. Uh, they lost. Big market branding. Denver. They lost. Damn it. Just all right. Take over. Take, take out of out of here. <laughs> they lost Tory Craig. They lost Mason Plumley. They lost Jerry. There it Craig. is. There it is. But but. <laughs> They could get some baked-in internal improvement from Jamal Murray, from Nikola Jokic. Paul Millsap is looking spry in this preseason. Like, Gary Harris, spry. <laughs> the, the return of Gary Harris, the, the, that could happen. Uh, Will Barton seems like he's healthy. Michael Porter Jr. is a better defender now than he was last season. Look, I'm not – I don't think it's like a sure thing, but I could see it. I could see it. No way. Yeah. It's no chance for me. <laughs> I'm telling you. So here's the thing. Those guys all rated poorly defense. Like when they were on the court, Denver's defense went backwards, right? So much of this is how does your offense impact your defense? Second unit's offense, I think, is going to be fantastic. Denver, I think, is going to run teams out of the gym. Teams are going to be p- tired playing in Denver against a faster-paced team, always taking the ball out of the net. I just think all these things are going to come together. And then, by the way, the number one thing I think people discount about this Denver Nuggets team, especially when they're talking about year over year how they look, Jamal Murray should be meaningfully better than he was last year on the defensive end. Defense more than anything is experience. Jamal Murray, two years ago, we talked about it. He was targeted in the playoffs almost to the extent that uh, Michael Porter was this last year. He was targeted. He came back. He was a solid defender. Jokic is becoming better. He's slimmer. He's becoming better. Gary Harris, you know, I just think that the Nuggets have so many young players that project to be better. And then on top of that, I just think they're motivated. Every year you get a little bit more mature, a little bit more dialed in on what's important. So I'm I'm making the prediction. The argument that I I can see now is if they're having so much fun on offense, everyone's involved, balls popping, balls falling. So they're getting back and getting set. Uh, They're going to play with a lot of energy and engagement on that level. Love it. Absolutely. I honestly believe it. I don't know. Top 10, I originally said better than last year. They were 16. Oh, you know what? But everybody's telling me I'm not spicy, so I'm going to be spicy. <laughs> Top 10. So you got peer pressure to do it. Um, Eric, do you got one? <sighs> Fellas, 
I, I'm saying that, like, I'm not happy to report this because it's uh, it's colorful and it's enjoy an enjoyable part about watching the Nuggets. But I believe rage timeouts are a thing of the past. So, wow, this is the spiciest <laughs> five pick from Tay. Wow, I'll pay call you an ambulance here. Call an ambulance. I believe what? Michael Malone will and is in such a groove with this team that he will make reasonable, normal timeouts that are not red and flustered. Like he'll he'll go. We just saw one like out, up and then, 25 against Portland. He just did it in the point of the I think we're gonna see a, yeah, a measured and reasonable timeout pattern from Michael Malone. That's my that's my prediction. Maybe if he just microdoses, you know. <laughs> Look, however we get there. Like uh you know I uh, Michael Malone has just seemed jovial. He seemed uh He's got more one-liners. Like the the the, in the the number of one-liners that Michael Malone is delivering, based on how things are going with the team, like there's a there's a clear correlation there. And he's been uh, when I've been paying attention, he's been basically on street on on, uh, on stage. So Michael Malone will uh, just be it in a in a cool, measured place with this team all year long. Lock it in. It's a it's a it's a lock. This is what I love about this take is it's going to expire tomorrow. Tomorrow. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kinda I also kind of enjoy the rage timeout to be honest. Like we all it's become such a thing. Like I would yeah. miss it. If we didn't get one, I'd miss it. Yeah. But it's uh-huh. gonna be it's gonna be I, I should say it'll be more the outlier than the rule. How about that? Okay. All right. That that's fair. I don't think it's true, but I think that's fair. Like Malone's just not wired that way, man. Like you know, you always get um, more comfortable. Where, what do you always say this, Eric? Homeostasis. You reach homeostasis, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The Nuggets are going to be better, cause him fewer headaches at the yeah. point he's at now. But then he's going to get used to that, to where the standard's <laughs> higher. So, like, the rage timeout becomes well, something more mild. <laughs> But so you think that his homeostasis is just rage. All right, who's up next? I think I'm up next. I don't know how hot this one is. You guys you guys tell me. And um, I've totally reversed course on this take to come around to it. Nikola Jokic leads the Nuggets in scoring and has the highest scoring season of his career. Ooh. Well, to date or ever. Yeah, like today. This is, okay. Today. This will be the highest scoring season of his career so far. Uh, two one years pep- ago, one pepper take. One pepper take. Two Even years ago, I wouldn't have done this. Oh, pepper? pepper yeah, singular pepper. <laughs> this is a I mean, Taco I, Bell mild sauce packet of so, spice. Well, right I, I was thinking this is just like um, <laughs> like before the preseason. I was like, oh, there's never been this much talent around Jokic. You know, right. he's not going to have to score as much. You've got Porter. You've got Jamal Murray making the leap, but. The more I thought about it, just with all the talent, with all the playmakers, with Faku and PJ Dozier and Will Barton, all the ball handlers, he's going to get so many just wide open looks around the hoop. He's going to have no option other than to shoot them. And um, I, I just think he's going to have a, a really efficient offensive season and score a ton. I think he will. I'll tell you what, it's a hot take because we spent, I feel like, all of our preview videos talking about how Yoke was going to shoot less. And passport. I know. So I know. in that sense, yeah, we've reversed course, so it's hot. But as Miroslav pointed out in, in that video this morning, it's always doesn't he always lead the, the team in scoring, regardless of all these factors? So. Yeah, I I love Miroslav's take about it. I think I think he's absolutely correct. And we saw it in the preseason where he got all those easy buckets. But 
I also know that he got the upside down emperor, so I don't know what I know. what that means. Why aren't any of you taking this into account? At least he wasn't the tower. Okay, um, I got another bold take, or will you say bold take here? Because I think he's going to be in the rotation by the end of the season, like regular rotation, not not the PJ Dozier rotation, not the like. Sometimes I think Bull Bull will be man. What the heck? Kale, he's not in the rotation to start. This is I'm saying he will supplant he will have supplanted somebody. Like it might be Jermichael Green. You know, you and, this is like when you complain to your teacher that you get extra credit. Like you just immediately got bumped up two peppers. I know that was how my, my complaining worked. At least it was three times. No, I'm serious. Like we came in with a lot of enthusiasm when we filmed, I believe we filmed Bull Bowls like preseason video before he had played the like he only played one preseason game and it was six minutes so we were like all thrown a little bit off i think it's more clear now that he probably begins the season out of the rotation it's much more clear to us at this moment um but i still think that by the end of the year six months from now that's a lot of growth for him that's a lot of opportunity for him to become a better player so i think by the end of it he's a he's a meaningful piece i'd be very surprised i could i could see it going either way Really, I mean, the the, the bench uh, evolution is going to be one of the more interesting storylines of the season, just because yeah. there are so many capable players, and to see like how Malone uh, manages them. Let me give you another thing. No, oh. that Bull MPJ lineup together. I just think it's like such a freak of nature lineup, you know. Yep. And then you throw Hartenstein in there as well with just more size. I think that they're going to land on. Hey, does he have flaws? Yeah. Does this that? But you know what? No team can match up with those two guys. I think Green and Hartenstein, though, are such high-floor players, and Bowl is going to be a what-are-we-going-to-get-tonight kind of piece. So that does go against Malone's nature we, a little bit. Can we pair this, though, with our idea about blowouts and opportunity and Bowl Bowl being able to yes. be on the court? Like, you know, the thing about uh, Michael Green or, or one of these guys is if Denver's up big, if it's a blowout in the fourth quarter, Michael Green will get the start of the fourth quarter minutes, but he might not finish it because the Nuggets are putting this thing away. So we'll, we'll see. It's spicy. You guys disagree. I like it. No, um, no I, th- I think it's. I think it's very spicy. I'd be. I'd be surprised. I think it's very spicy. Let's take a, a break and then we'll wrap. We have 15 more minutes worth of spicy takes for you guys. <laughs> I still have my spicy ones. I'm. I'm ramping up. So Whoa! You, just, you haven't. You haven't hit top spice yet. I haven't hit top spice. It's Ooh. coming. Uh, guys, open enrollment at MSU Denver Online for the um, spring semester is now going on. So, if you are. A first-time freshman just going to school for the first time. Maybe you're looking to finish up your degree. Check out MSU Denver Online. They got awesome classes and great teachers who know how to teach online. So super engaging material. And everything that you learn at MSU Denver Online, at least everything I learned when I took a class there last summer, you can apply maybe to your job, maybe just to life in general. So uh, tons of real-world skills that you learn as well. Check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Also make sure to download, subscribe, rate, review, check out the DMVR Rugby Podcast with Colton Strickler. Uh, You can also check out his written work on the DMVR.com, keeping you plugged in to the rugby scene in Denver. Is that it? Let it ride. Oh man, you were... That 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 uh, that really gets smooth here at the end, doesn't it? Oh, it really wow. does. Yeah. I, really. I, I feel like I should be uh, drinking some Chardonnay. I mean, this is very an adult. Thing. Who's uh, who's next on the prediction hotline? Ooh, here? Let's keep it hot. Keep it's it scary hot. 
Vote, do you have a, a hot take for us? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it in that voice. I thought about it, but <laughs> went the other way. How about Michael Porter Jr. for most improved player? Third year in the league. Uh, I think – I think – I mean, obviously we know he's got the talent. We're fingers crossed this is the year where the opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam did it in his third season. He jumped from seven points to to about 17 points. Look, would I be blown away if MPJ was, was 18, 19, 20? I think it's on the table. I think so, I took the over. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I definitely am lower from – I think I took the over too and I'm going back under. But yes. um, <laughs> does him going to the bench, how does that affect his ability to win that award? Depends, right? How is he getting 30 minutes off the bench, 25 to 30 off the bench? Is he the leading scorer off the bench? I think it's possible. Um, but that, of course, and obviously would hurt his chances. Yeah. Nobody else has a comment on that, huh? All right. Well, well I, I, Michael I, I, Porter, I, I, I think it's a long shot in large part because he's coming off. It looks like he'll come off the bench. Yeah, I, I have a I have an MPJ bold prediction that that should probably go uh, right after that one. I think MPJ enters the starting lineup by the trade deadline. Ooh, hmm. as a result of a trade. Um. Well, I think the two go hand in hand. I, I think another bold prediction I have here is that. Either Gary Harris or Will Barton gets dealt at the trade yeah. deadline, and Michael yeah. Porter Jr. enters the starting lineup. Yep, yeah. that's my that was, that's my prediction. Yeah, that's been my prediction. I th- I, I said this earlier. I th- I do think that there's probably one of those guys gone. I, I'm guessing it's more Gary, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe but those, those two kind of go hand in hand for me. Yeah. Hmm. That the reason I'm out on Michael Porter as most improved is because of his fluctuating role, and I yeah. just don't know what mo- most improved player looks like. It, does he score 15 points a game? That's a huge improvement, but does that get him to it? Right. I don't. I don't know. So it's supposed to be bold, but I'm with you. I, I think that's that. It's unfortunately more in the air right now what yeah. MPJ's role is than we hoped. I'll step up to the plate again. This is we're going to get a little oh. nerd, a little nerd bally here, but. Um, I think that Jokic is going to have a 63% true shooting percentage, which for reference here, his best year ever, 64% as a sophomore, but on low volume, he hasn't really cracked. He's he's like reached 60, but not really gone above it. So what that means to me is I think he's going to get to the foul line more. I think he's going to get more shots at the rim, meaning better, just better looks like floaters and his favorite shots. And I think he's going to knock down his three. So I think Jokic's efficiency is going to take a meaningful step up. 3% is meaningful step up. And I think he's going to do it at volume this year, meaning 20 points per game or more. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, the, the Jokic ascension feels like the most consistent take just in general across the board. Like, I think that we all see really big things. Like it just it just feels like we're on the precipice of something. Like the way that he has returned back to the Denver Nuggets already and the way he left it last time, it just feels like uh, you know, every possible positive outcome for Nikola Jokic is completely on the table. Like you can't really call anything hot at this point, right? Right. I think we're gonna see a lot of games. I don't know if he's gonna go eleven of eleven like he did against DeAndre Ayton that one time, but I think we're gonna see a lot of games where he goes ten of thirteen. You know, yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Exactly. 11, 11 exactly. Yeah. Even just eight of nine, work. nine of ten. Like those nights where it's like, wow, Yoke didn't yeah. really miss tonight, huh? That's awesome. Uh, he missed that one, then he rebounded it and scored it. Like he'll have <laughs> some of those. Like, he might have missed it on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, give us another spicy one. Who who wants to step up to the plate? Let's see. I I can go. Let's see. Uh, I believe. 
that Isaiah Hartenstein will be our greatest offseason acquisition. Whoa. I like it. I like yeah, it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else? So the, he's in competition with Jermichael Green. He's in competition with Compazzo. He's not really in comp- competition with Marcus Howard, Whittington, RJ Hampton, or Zeke Naji. So I, yeah. Hard Rock. Hard Rock, baby. I think that he's going to really cement himself as like a an important part of this team. He's going to really uh, – you know, make Houston fans kick themselves even more than we've, we've already seen. And I think like what we saw in those last couple of games, like, I think that's going to be the move, like just the, the mode for, for iHeart or hard rock or heart rock. I'm not even sure we got to, and we'll, they, hard they, rock. well, they, or it could be heart rock, but it's supposed to be hard stone. I can't get over it. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, but I just think, I, I think it's going to be, uh, he will be a slam dunk. He He does it. That was one of my, okay, I know it's only preseason. I'm going to give myself this modest takeaway. I thought he looked ready to play backup center in the NBA. Yep. I think I have on my list, he'll be among the best backup centers in the NBA. So, and I think that's great because I was saw, I was reading the timeline during the first game and there were so many people that are like, wait a second, Hardenstein's Denver's backup center. That's not going to work. You know, five alarm. I don't think, I think it'll switch so much that it'll be like, yeah, he's one of the better, better ones. Yeah. I think it's a good fit. I have Paul Millsap leading the Denver Nuggets in three-point percentage, uh, I, which I only think is bold because I thought it was going to be a starting MPJ tearing up the league, and now it's mild because he's done it already. I, I, but I think Paul Millsap, uh, wow. Wow. I think it's a big wow. year for Paul. It's it's not so much that it's like not unlikely or this or that. It's just that it's kind of lame. Like, that just sucks. Like, we all want to believe that, like, Michael Porter leads him or Jamal Murray. It's like Paul Millsap. That's so pragmatic. It's so hard to find a Paul Millsap take because he had a good game. (laughs) The Paul Millsap respecter has logged on. You could have been like, he's better than he was last year. You know, like, this is the first, you know, he bounces back. They're playing at a similar level. I mean, I did write all first season and then I put the whiskey away and deleted that. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Harrison, what do you got? Uh, let's see here. PJ Dozier plays more minutes this season than Faku Campasso. Wow, Ooh, that was that spicy. I don't know if spicy. the people that's muy caliente, absolutely. Yeah, very, I, very muy caliente. I, I, yeah. We could we could find ourselves ourselves in some hot water with uh, our new Argentinian uh, brethren if uh, if that's the case. It's true. That's it's true. <laughs> yeah, I just have a hard time seeing. Uh, PJ Dozier like getting left on the bench. Mike Malone loves this guy. He loves Kimbasso also, but he yeah. loves PJ Dozier. He wants to play him. Uh, PJ Dozier talked today at practice about how he's been practicing at the one through four, and I'd be surprised if he played the four in a game. But I think it's just some evidence about h- how hard the Nuggets are trying to get this guy on the floor anywhere they can. So, what's a, con- a realistic configuration that he's the power forward? I mean, you have to go with Faku and Monte. Any lads. And then Barton, Faku, I guess. Monte, MPJ. No, if MPJ's the four, if he's out there with MPJ. Oh, sure. Um, it has to be Barton or well, I mean, Gary. If we're, if we're or... talking about fours in terms of who they're guarding on defense, maybe it's maybe Dozier is guarding a four. Well, when when we yeah when we saw him out there at the four in the preseason, it was R.J. Hampton that was at the three. So yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening either. But you know what? I could see Barton with that group, and then just put. COVID. And by the way, let's try it. Why not? It's weird. Let's let's do it. Let's play four <laughs> point guards and see if it's beautiful basketball. Yeah. No. Uh, no way. 
I had a so I did this list and then I split up into bold and cold takes. Okay. And in my cold takes, I have PJ Dozier is out of the rotation. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think there's any chance. Wow. 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 Well, that's that one sucks. So <laughs> I mean it might be true, it might happen. Somebody's, somebody's gonna be out of the rotation. Good. Yeah, someone's was good, yeah. Someone's gonna be out. Uh, Eric, do you have another spicy one? So I believe the Denver Nuggets will separate themselves even more from their division rivals. I believe that Utah and Portland are left in the dust. They are no longer rivals. I love this Denver take. Nuggets. They are simply in the same division as the Denver Nuggets, and it's just a formality at this point that whether or not we get the, that division crown. I like All it. Right. I like this Because one right. of the takes about the Northwest is, okay, it looks like Minnesota is not going to be great. It looks like Oklahoma City is going to be terrible. Portland, in my opinion, is not – I don't think that they're going to contend with Utah and Denver. So really, to me, it is Utah who is neck and neck with Denver. But you think Denver is going to take off and Utah will plateau. I think I think that Utah is Utah. Like I think that they ah. – they, well, they, 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 I, I was Denver told they got, got better. Yeah. Well, I was told that they got better, but what did they do? They added uh... – one favorite. Got healthier. They got healthier. Favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, but Denver added seven new players, and the strength of Denver this year, in my opinion, this is sort of another take, is going to be the strength of their bench. Like their starters are going yeah. to be able to yeah. beat other team starting units, and then the bench is going to come in and just mop fools up, and then only increase that lead for the starters to come back in and and complete the blowout. So um, I like I it. So five games. Are they going to beat the Jazz by five games? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right, I like it. You know, I'll take it. All right. Harrison, what do you have? Um, I think that's all I've got here. Oh, I, no, I, here's one. Here's one. Um, the Nuggets make a trade at the deadline, and it's for a uh, defensive-minded wing. I don't this know how like hot the, that is, but. this is. See, I don't know. This is the thing that makes logical sense, right? They kind of need one, but. Well, oh, who's we'll the wing? I know, the that's the thing. Part. Yeah, you that know, is uh, the hot part. Mo Harkless I'm, level? I'm looking at PJ Tucker. Oh, yeah, I'm not. It's <laughs> nicely into that trade exception. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, I guess I, I could see it. I, I said this on the player preview series, but I have uh, Heart Rock Cafe dropping 20 points on Houston in a revenge game. Ooh, I like a revenge game. Ooh, I do like a revenge game from him. You know what I could see, too, about that? Now, now I'm excited for the Houston matchup. Who would have guessed? Go. But yeah, but one of the things I'm excited for is if there's the like team rallying behind a guy game, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that qualifies quite for that. But it would be fun if like the whole team was like, "No, this is your show tonight, dude. We're we're setting right. the table for you to go off." Yeah, be kind of I could see it. I could see Malone giving him like 30 minutes that night for sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Jokic gets a rest night that night. Yeah, uh, if you imagine exactly. if we if we honestly gotten to the point where you can have novelty like game plans going here you're like yeah we want to go off tonight (laughs) this seems like the most fun outcome so (laughs) gary it's your night okay i'm telling you the human victory cigar you get right at the early start of the season if the nuggets are up 20 with five minutes to go you might get bowl bowl you might get rj hampton you might get zeke naji like Composos out there just doing stuff like the the blowouts of nuggets games don't change the channel ladies and gentlemen stay stay tuned it's it's still fun i think it's gonna be cool um guys this is our last show before the next show we do is going to be live post game tomorrow talking about Ooh. a Denver Nuggets basketball game. And I can't wait for it. It's a perfect start game. Uh, Sacramento Kings, I think a very winnable game. Uh, and I'm just so excited, man. Like my optimism. It's so funny how this year has sort of waxed and waned over like <laughs> what, how we feel about the Nuggets. But 
at this very moment, I'm just feeling so confident in them and so excited. It just like this, I just feel like they're going to deliver us something special this year, and um, I'm ready to get things started. And I'm ready to get things started with all you guys. Yeah. Also on cdnvr.com tomorrow morning, members will be able to see this. All you other guys won't. We'll have our predictions for how many games we think the Nuggets will win. How far we think they'll go in the playoffs? Will Harrison pick them to like win that. a title? Will he pick them to win a title <laughs> this it? year? You gotta subscribe <laughs> to find out. So it should be fun. Don't forget, drop a like, uh, guys, and don't forget this is a podcast as well. If you ever miss it, I'm getting pushed out here by my producer, so I better hurry up and finish the sentence before everybody goes. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye. So look, nobody likes going to the dentist. I know I certainly don't, but I do got to admit, going to Green Mountain Dental Group. It's not as much of a pain. I look forward to it more than I did when I went to another dentist. It's not the worst thing in the world to go to Green Mountain Dental Group, I guess is what I'm saying. And typically when you go to the dentist, it's something that I know I'm dreading. I'm not when I go to Green Mountain Dental Group. They're awesome at what they do. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go there to get our teeth cleaned, to get cavities filled. Some of us have gotten our wisdom teeth pulled with the good folks over at Green Mountain Dental Group. So check them out today and they are absolutely hooking it up for DNVR listeners. They will give you guys a free Sonicare toothbrush, which is a top of the line electric toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. So check those guys out today, Green Mountain Dental Group. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush, which will probably lead to less visits to the dentist in the long run, healthier teeth, a healthier mouth. Get one of those from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today.